This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now... He gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. What's going on, Milwaukee? Sparky's Midday Madness live, as always, from the Lakeland University Studios, leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. Former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine set to join us here in about 15 minutes or so. Looking forward to talking to Augie. And then we'll also hear from Matt LaFleur, presser, as he uh, talked right before they got underway as they're practicing currently uh, in Green Bay. We'll hear from Matt LaFleur coming up at about 2.30 or so. And Matt LaFleur comments about crowd etiquette and what he wants out of his crowd. We'll do that coming up at uh, 2.45. I, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I guess we'll just wait to 2.45 and then I'll let you know what I think of that. Uh, we'll go from there at that point. So that's uh, all coming up on Sparky's Midday Madness today. Uh, first, I want to start off with something that I wasn't able to do because uh, when this all went down, it was during Rami's show uh, on Friday, and that was the press conference that the Brewers were having uh, involving Giannis. Uh, and anytime Giannis talks, let's be honest, uh, we want to hear uh, a, hear from Giannis and the whole deal. So Giannis, uh, now minority owner uh, of the Milwaukee Bucks. And this is what Mark Atanasio had to say about the process. A little over a year ago, uh, Giannis reached out because of his interest, and I'll let, he can speak for himself. I think it was motivated by his interest in the community about joining our investor group. And this came together, you know, quite organically uh, over that period of time. We actually, I think, came to a final agreement and signed everything up, including MLB approvals in early May in front of the playoffs. Uh, and then, you know, all, all of us privately got to enjoy, which we were publicly enjoying, Giannis's and the team's success as world champions in the NBA playoffs. Uh, privately, we all knew he would be joining our group. We not only have a you know, wonderful human being, leader, family person, family and uh, community leader. It's part of our group. We'd also have a world champion. 
And that's some of the karma we're trying to have rub off on the Milwaukee Brewers at the championship game. We had a suite. We had something like 20 out of our 25 players there soaking in the atmosphere and uh, trying to get, have some of that good karma that Giannis and his teammates uh, created to rub off on us. All right, so there's uh, the owner of the Brewers talking about uh, the whole deal of Giannis uh, becoming part of this. Uh, and Giannis talked about when this whole thing became an idea in his brain. You know, growing up in Greece, I always wanted to be a basketball player. Always. And uh, I work extremely hard to accomplish that. But there's sometimes when you're on the road that you kind of think about uh, what's next. And I know I'm young, you know, and now obviously I'm going to focus 100% in basketball and getting better and helping my team win the championship. But I wanted to be, you know, the owner uh, in a professional team. And um, as Mark said, I reached out, my team reached out to him a year ago. I think I was in the bubble when I was laying down in quarantine. I was like, I want to be involved. You know, I want to be involved in the community. And I don't think there's a better, you know, uh, way to start from the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, I'm happy. Again, I want to thank you, Mark. Uh, I want to thank the city for embracing me and my family. And, uh, you know, we just won the championship. The Packers won the championship a couple of years ago. We, we just tried to win the championship right here, you know. Uh, and uh, it's going to take time. We're going to have patience. We've got to be in the present. But uh, we have a great ownership uh, group. We have great players. And uh, we, we're going to accomplish with a lot of hard work. You know what I like? I, I like that he mentioned the Packers won a couple of years ago. No, it's been over a decade. Uh, but either way, that. And then immediately starts talking about his team, the Brewers, winning a championship. Immediately. First press conference. Yeah, we're going to win a championship too. I have some patience, but we're going to win one too here uh, with the Brewers. Love it. The other part of this is if this whole thing came about in May, they closed on it, and they were working on it before that. He said, you know, he started thinking about this when he was in the bubble. He was never leaving Milwaukee. Boy, to have that little nugget of inside information from anybody over at the Brewers, hey, man, he's going to become an owner. That would have been nice. Could have been on the radio saying, hey, yeah, he's not leaving. No worry, you're not leaving. Because I guarantee you, everybody at the Brewers knew he wasn't leaving. Not if you're not if you're buying into a, a portion of, of the Brewers. You're not uh, getting... Uh, minority ownership in the Brewers and leaving in the same calendar year. Like, I, that's just not happening. So from that perspective, that that's that's good stuff. That's very good stuff. And I think, as Gary pointed out, he just continues to grow to be a, a fan favorite more and more and more. Then he talked about um, why an owner of the Brewers versus, you know, NBA or NFL. There was a lot of uh, ideas on the table. There was an idea to um, own a soccer team in Europe. Um, and I said no. I want if I want to be be a part of the Milwaukee Brewers if that's possible. And um, at first they, they told me that you know they haven't allowed anybody for 17 years to uh, be in that ownership group. And uh, I was like, it doesn't really matter. Can we still reach out to them and um, see what they think if uh, they'd be interested in me joining and. Um, you know, me learning from them because at the end of the day, this I'm 26 years old. You know, I'm 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 I'm, I'm learning, uh, and um, learning from Mark is going to be big for me uh, because, as I said, uh, this is what I want to do next. Um, so I think uh, we we both both uh, both sides we talked about it. Uh, we finalized it in May. 
uh, and we decided to not um, put it out there because we didn't want it to take a, you know attention out of the Milwaukee Brewers and attention out of the the playoffs and uh, you know made it all about me and uh, we said we're gonna find the right time to announce the, announce uh, the partnership and uh, you know I don't want the, you guys to think that this is happening because we won the champs like we already finalized this way 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 before and uh, as I said Milwaukee have made me who I am today you know have made me a better person um, it's basically my home um, uh, become a father here. Um, I've become a leader here. I've become uh, a championship here, a champion here, and I want to be. I want to be involved. I want to be involved in the uh, the community as much as possible. Uh, I know Milwaukee invested a lot in me, and um, I want to invest a lot of me back to the city of Milwaukee. Uh, so, as I said, I'm excited, um, and this uh, is only going to be fun from now now on out. We were talking about this earlier on the Wendy's Big Show looking at Giannis's deal, and he can opt out uh, after the fourth year and essentially hit free agency going into his age 30 year. And if you look at the money that's going to be coming into the NBA through TV deals and digital deals and all that other stuff, and now all these contracts are going to continue to grow. Um, and by the time he hits him again for another five years, he'd be somewhere in the area of around $300 million or something like that over five years, which now puts you on the books for, what, about a half a billion dollars uh, in two contracts pretty much at the end of the day? Tell me I'm crazy, Sam Schmidt. Tell me I'm nuts because, you know me, I, I, I tend to jump to extremes sometimes. See the next majority owner of the Milwaukee Brewers? Oh, man. I don't know about that. I think, you know, just to be part of that ownership group, like you said, that hasn't allowed anybody since Mark Anasio took over controlled interest and all that. He's, I think- only, he's only 26, and Mark is not getting any younger. I mean, so if we're talking Mark is going to own this thing for another 10 or so years, 10, 15 years, that'll be a matchup right about the same time Giannis would probably be uh, in, the, in the idea of walking away from the NBA. Couldn't couldn't uh, Mark just pass it on to his kid? Sure. And then Giannis could still be a part owner. Yep. And then I'm sure Giannis would even maybe even think about because he's a big soccer fan and all that. Probably like buying a stake in one of those European and, soccer and that, clubs. Right. And that was brought up to him. That was right there. He just said it that it was brought up to him to do that first. And he said, No, I want to do the Brewers first. The other thing that blows my mind about this whole thing is they got me thinking. So he said, you know, he's gonna learn a lot from Mark. And I don't know if the follow-up question happened. Did you learn? Have you learned anything from Edens and Lazary and Dinan and those guys about how they run their organization? Or maybe that's too much of a cluster to have all those cooks in the kitchen, and that's probably not exactly the model he wants to roll after. Because you've got owners that just helped win you a championship. You would think they could be models uh, as well, unless it's completely dysfunctional, uh, which, you know, they don't like each other, whatever the case may be. Who knows? But but if that's what it is, okay, fine. We're in this case here, as far as I know, uh, the relationship between Mark Atanasio and others seems okay and has been okay for a number of years. So maybe that's part of it. It just is, is really good to hear from from my standpoint of Giannis talking about 
wanting to invest still in the city, wanting to be an owner, and then pretty much saying, this is what I want to do. I want to learn as much as I can from Mark. I'm 26, and at some point, he wants to own something. Now, is something baseball? Is something the NBA? Something like Sam said, soccer? I've never even... Who does he even root for? Do we know who his soccer team is? Uh, PSG, which is uh, Paris uh, I, Yeah, I know who they are. They got the biter on that team, or they did. Uh, that knucklehead that bit everybody. What's that fool's name? I can't stand that dude. Um, doesn't matter. Um, but, I mean, f- f- from that aspect, um, soccer, there's a lot of money in. Soccer franchises are super expensive. Really expensive to go in and get in that. By the way, are you a soccer fan, Schmidt? I'm not a soccer fan, but I do, you know, if I if I do see like a Champions League game on, you know. Did you see Ronaldo got benched over no, the weekend? I didn't see that. Uh-huh. See, that's the thing. I'm not, I wouldn't like pay attention to it. But oh, if it's on the on, front of ESPN. That's why I saw it. If it's yeah. on the TV, like I'll watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not as much into the European, uh, in the Premier League or whatever, Champions League. I'm more into just U.S. Men National, U.S. Women National. Watch all of those. Not really, don't follow really a lot of the other ones. Um, Real Madrid, I watched a little bit. Uh, when Ronaldo was there, that's kind of when I got into soccer a little bit, but really haven't watched it since. Okay, so one more thing here I want to play for you from Giannis. And, and this is, is kind of the the comment of all comments that I think that stood out to everybody when he said this. Milwaukee have made me who I am today. Um, without Milwaukee giving me opportunity, um, I wouldn't be who I am today. Um, they've made me a better person, a better man. Um, you know, I've grown up to love the city. Um, I want to raise my family here in Milwaukee. Um, obviously, I've made a big uh, commitment in, uh, to return and join uh, the Bucks for the next five years. Uh, but um, there's, there's, more, there's more to life than, than basketball. And, and, and trust me, I'm, I'm a very, very competitive uh, person. I love basketball. Basketball is my, my core, but there's more to it. I feel like uh, I'm in a position that I can use my platform to uh, help people in need uh, and impact as many people, uh, starting from Milwaukee, and the city which I love, and uh, going back to um, Athens, uh, Greece, um, the country which I was born in, um, Nigeria also, the country that my parents are from and I'm from. But I, I, just, I just love Milwaukee. You know, um, they, find, they find the diamond in the rough, you know, in the, in the dust. And uh, they trusted me, they believed in me, the city have embraced me, uh, the city loved me and my, my family, um, and it's own love. I just, I just got just to gotta give it back now. All right, so there is Giannis there. That, to me... Was if he would have just said that, that would have been good enough. I mean, to hear his perspective on Milwaukee, on him, how it all kind of worked together, just lucky. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. Lucky and blessed to have a dude like Giannis representing uh, the city of Milwaukee, the state of Wisconsin, wearing that Bucks jersey on and off the floor. Like, dude's legit. And it, it, it's legit as anybody else you want to come up with. You know, and it, everybody always says, ah, athletes shouldn't be role models, da-da-da-da-da. Again, we all don't know Giannis necessarily completely off the court or whatever the case may be, but this is probably about as close as you can get to having a dude that's probably, you can look at and go, 
That that dude's real right there. That 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 is exactly how it's supposed to be done. It's probably Giannis at this point. All right, coming up next, Jerry Augustine, former Milwaukee Brewers pitcher, joins me on Sparky's Midday Madness straight ahead on 1250 AM, The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three, you bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, Sam Schmitz, other side of the glass. Producing, doing a great job as executive producer. Joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, he is former Milwaukee Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine. Thanks for coming on, buddy. How you doing? Good to be with you, Sparky. How are you doing today? Ah, doing good. Doing good. Always a good day whenever I can have you on the show. Always enjoy talking with you. Um, I got to I gotta know, because I keep saying on the air, and I feel like I'm saying it's on blue in the faith, just how special... What is going on with these three Brewers starting pitchers? With Woodruff, Burns, and Peralta, all with sub-three RAs, all in the same rotation, all in the same year, all started with the team. It was like they got somebody you know, at the All-Star break in a trade or something. They've all been here. I'm I, I just, I'm blown away by how great all three of these guys are for the Brewers right now. Yeah, they are really good. Uh, you know, when you talk about these three guys, Sparky, and you know what I like about them, they all bring something different to the table. You look at their, 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 they all got good fastballs. They got a breaking ball, breaking balls and all this stuff, but they bring different, uh, things to the table each and every day. You take a guy like, like a Corbin Burns, who's got just sensational stuff. He's got the good fastball he can throw in the mid upper nineties. He's got, He's got that really good slider, one of the best in all of baseball. And then last time out, he used his breaking ball. He had a, came out against the Cardinals. He really had to use his breaking ball. Got got seven outs on the breaking ball, and then he's got the good changeup. Then you got Woody, who's more of your warrior style guy. He's gonna just come right at you with his good fastball, and he's got a a good slider and breaking ball. 
and he's got a good changeup. He commands a changeup a little bit better than the other guys, but he's a warrior. He goes right after he commands the strike zone, and here's a guy that throws in the middle upper 90s. And then you got, you really got Freddie, who's just a little bit different. He's got that great fastball that he has that has so much movement on the ball. Can, he can cut it. He can sink it. He can make it ride. He can throw it dead on with a four-seamer. But then he's got that slider, and he's really learned how to command that slider by making it big at times, making a big, long slider, or cutting it short, and then using the break them on a changeup. So they all bring a little bit different, but I think when you look at their success, is they understand what it is to make adjustments in game. They know what their pitches do best against hitters, and what they, they go out there, they execute. These guys really execute. They're always winning the battle. They're getting ahead on hitters, and they're winning that special count, that 1-1 one, one count. Very seldom do you see these guys go 2-1. We had uh, Corbin Burns completely out of baseball at one point a couple of years ago. Uh, Freddie Peralta uh, was given an extension but has been in the rotation and in the bullpen back and forth. When he was in the rotation, it was one inning, uh, and then, you know, get lit up in the first inning, and then you try to get him through the second or third inning, pitch count high, out he would come. Woodruff has been more of a mainstay, I guess, uh, than the other two as far as his consistency. Is it maturity? Is it is it finding something new for both Peralta and Burns that got him over the hump? What do you think it is? Well, I think I think with Woody, I think Woody was in the bullpen earlier uh, several years ago and really found himself in the bullpen when in the playoffs, threw the ball very well, and kind of got the understanding that, you know what, he could go out there and, and be that warrior style guy, be, uh, go out and dominate guys. He, he could throw his sinking fastball down and get ground balls. He could elevate the fastball, force him up and then use his good slider and breaking ball and be successful. I think he found himself in that bullpen. A little bit different with Corbin. I think Corbin a couple of years ago had a disastrous year, but then what they did is they took him to the science lab and he found out things about himself that he didn't understand that he had good quality pitches now was going out and executing them and I, I think what the the lab did for him it made him understand that if he executes and locates and he uses quality pitches that he has he's going to be successful and wow it just blossomed for him and he's been outstanding and then Freddie Peralta really I think when he started we always remembered him he'd have those great outings where I remember Cincinnati had like a two-hitter shutout going right. and throwing the ball very well with the he had that great fastball that day and he could get the curveball over but the curveball is a tough pitch to get over on a consistent basis, Sparky. It's a 70% strike pitch. What he did is he came up with that slider, and that slider is a little bit easier to pitch. It's easy, easier pitch to throw. It's easier to command, and it's easier to locate. I think that slider really made for a dis, uh, really helped him last year when he had a big slider. He used to throw it big like a slurve style pitch, but now he can throw it big with like a slurve. He can cut it like a good slider, and he'll, at times he'll get a changeup, but that break the ball, he'll still use at times. But this fastball is still, he's still fastball, Freddie. Everything comes off the fastball. When he locates that, he is very good. Talk with Jerry Augustine, former Brewers pitcher here on Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 uh, AM, The Fan. And we had on uh, a guy earlier, Rick Schlesinger, uh, president of baseball operations or for business operations uh, for the Milwaukee Brewers. And we were talking about the fact that, you know, so many fan favors that weren't on this team to begin the year, and then you trade for Willie Adamas, he goes off and plays like an all-star, he becomes a fan favorite. Some guy named Rowdy shows up, uh, and now he becomes a fan favorite at first base. I, you know, again, I, I've been saying the whole time, I think this team can go and, and win a World Series, but it's those type of magical-type things, pieces, special-type pieces that occur throughout the course of a year that all points to this maybe being that special year. 
It really does. You know, and, and you think about what the culture that, that has been brought to this ball club and it started when Craig, Col- Craig Council took over. He brought that culture that you've got to be good teammates and you got to go out and get, make yourself better because if you make yourself better, you make the team better. And I think that's gone over and David Stearns has taken, has gone right along with Craig, along with Matt Arnold and they get the style players that fill those type situations. And, you know, you look at the guys that they bring in. Uh, Willie Adamas trade is pro- could probably be the best trade that the Brewers have made in a lot since CC Sabathia. When you really think about the, a guy who's been the quality he has, and then you take, pick up guys like a Rowdy Tellers. I think what really happens is you, in the beginning of the season, they pick up guys like Colton Wong comes in, solidifies that middle. Didn't quite know what to do at with Urias uh, at shortstop, but then they they say, hey, we got to make a deal. They had the opportunity to get Adamas. They are solid now. They're a gold glove type uh, team up the middle, along with what they have with Bradley Jr. and Lorenzo Cain in center. But this is a ball club that you look at what they do. They all believe in each other. This is a club that if once someone gets hurt, you have someone who can step in. And I think that's a credit to the way Craig has operated this ball club. And you go out and pick up a guy late like Eduardo Escobar. This guy is really a good player and has really filled in and done it, filled in and done a, done a nice job. But it's just about this group going out and, and starting from the beginning of spring training, understanding what they have to do to win baseball games. And now it's just going out and playing baseball and they're doing everything right. This club is finding ways to win rather than tough, bad teams finding ways to lose. When Jerry Augustine looks at Christian Yelich last year and throughout a majority of this year, were you able to kind of pinpoint and look at and go, this is kind of what appears to be different because he just had lost, for whatever the reason, the ability to barrel the ball, to drive the ball, his slugging numbers were way down. And now recently here, especially over the weekend, starting to barrel up the ball better than the last couple of weeks and the power starting to come back. It is. And, you know, you know, Christian, he's too good of a baseball player to, to stay down for a long period of time. And, you know, it last year was kind of a anomaly in that, you know, what everybody doesn't quite understand. They had You have your off-season, and then you start spring training. You go for six weeks, and then you have another off-season. Then you start again, and he, he just got a, with the injury. He got in a little bit of a rut. And he just, he just tried so hard to find himself, but he didn't give in. He still was a guy who came out and competed. I thought at the beginning of this season, uh, I thought that teams were pitching him very, very well, Sparky. They were pounding the ball up and in. That's a tough place to hit for a left-hander and going soft away. And, and they were really pitching him. Mean, he, he was one guy on this Brewer ball club that you didn't want to beat you. And I think it, it really hurt him in the beginning of the season. He started swinging at some pitches that he, that he usually doesn't swing at. But what we've seen out of the last couple of weeks, and we knew it was going to happen. It's just a matter of time. He's starting to be patient. He's starting to wait for his pitches. And now he's starting to put really good swings. And I really like the, like the way he's been able to hit the ball the opposite way. He's up there. He takes those balls, and he's been going the opposite way. He did that a couple of times over the weekend. And he starts swinging the bat like that. He's starting to cover the plate better. And, uh, and uh, definitely the Brewers are going to need him. And, but you know he was going to come and help this ball club sooner or later. Does any team right now concern you to potential matchup with the Brewers when we start talking about postseason, whether it's the Giants or the Dodgers or the Braves? I think everybody matches up so well. I think this is this is going to be a – if you go and look at each division, now you, look, you take the Brewers for September. They play Philadelphia in the Mets in the East. They play the Dodgers and uh, the Giants in the West. Plus they have uh, 10 games against the Cardinals, and they finish up with Cincinnati – this weekend, uh, 
this next three days. But if you look at these teams and you look at the schedules, it is going to be it's going to be a great September for the game of baseball. And I think the Brewers right now match up with anybody. I think they have the, they have the not only the starting rotation or the starting big three guys plus whoever they decide to use again, but the other two guys go to the bullpen. But they have a solid bullpen. But they're playing so good. We found out in the last three days they, how many games have they won with their great base running. It's something we haven't talked about. And their hustling on the bases have really paid off. But this team is well-balanced on the on the offensive side right now. They're swinging the bat very well. Defense, they're just playing outstanding. And this pitching staff has really taken them to where they want, where they've been all year season long. So I think they match up with anybody. Not, no team scares me. I think, but all teams can make it competitive. You brought it up. I'll, I'll, I'll bring up the base running. Have you ever seen that where the Colton Wong tags from the third and scores on a foul ball to first base side? The first base side. That's amazing. Uh, Colton Wong. Uh, I looked it up. I look, We looked it up. We were looking at. I think he's having the best season he's ever had. He, you see what he some from day one. He came in and right from day one in spring training, he just seemed. He was enthusiastic. He knew what he had to do, and he's just gone out. And every time he gets that opportunity, uh, he just swings the bat. He swings the bat very well. His defense has been spectacular. But the one thing we really haven't noticed a whole lot has the way he runs the bases, and that everybody does. Lorenzo Cain, these guys all look at how you can take advantage, what you can do to help your team win, to score that extra run. And the Colton Wong the other day scoring on that that that. Little pop up fall. It was just amazing. But that comes from a guy who's heads up, knows knows the game, understands it, is always thinking about what he can do to help and how he can do to advance a base. Yeah, totally agree. He is Jerry Augustine. Thank you so much for coming on, my friend. Appreciate it. All right, Sparky. Uh, month of September coming up is just going to be a great month, and uh, it's going to get us prepared for the postseason. That's going to be huge. Cannot wait. Take care. There he is, Jerry Augustine on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline of applying for a home renovation loan. As you're feeling anxious, breathe. Let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of banquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com. Love, love, love talking uh, to Jerry Augustine uh, on any of the shows that we do here on the station. Always uh, insightful and always brings it. All right. uh, Coming up next, we're going to hear from Matt LaFleur, who talked a little bit earlier today before practice, which actually is just wrapping up. So we'll have some of that player reaction coming up later this afternoon. Uh, as well on the fan. We'll hear from Matt LaFleur coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a realtor can make all the difference, because that's 
who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fans, Steve Sparky, Fiverr with you. Sam Schmitz, uh, executive producer on the side of glass. Dan Plucker uh, out today. He will be back tomorrow for the big show and Sparky's Midday Madness. Looking forward to having Plucker back. Again, if you missed anything on the Wendy's Big Show earlier today, all you have to do is hit rewind on that Odyssey app that you have downloaded on your phone, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Rick Schlesinger, first president of business operations, joined us to talk about the Giannis coming aboard as part owner of the Brewers. Matt Schneidman of The Athletic covers the Green Bay Packers, joined us before Packers practice as well. So again, all you have to do, download that Odyssey app and hit rewind. You can listen to it that way or BigShowNetwork.com. Again, BigShowNetwork.com. If you want to listen to it that way too. Uh, okay, so uh, earlier today, Matt LaFleur had a chance to talk to the assembled media before heading out to practice today, and this is how it went. All right, there is Matt LaFleur from earlier today. Again, Packers practice uh, just uh, winding up here a little bit ago, and we'll get you some of that reaction uh, coming up later this afternoon on the fan. Uh, also, uh, on the other side here, I want to tell you about what Matt LaFleur uh, said uh, about what he wants from the fans when the Packers are on offense. I don't know if you heard this. I, I'm assuming Sam Schmitz knows about it. Uh, and we're going to talk about that coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Welcome in Sparky's Midday Madness. Have you ever thought about becoming your own boss? Now's the time. Time to join the Young Express team. Now again, they're one of the nation's leading expedited freight company, company since 1991. What does that mean? You go from point A to point B, pick stuff up, drop stuff off. It really is just that easy. You can live a stress-free lifestyle, put the windows down, turn up the radio to the fan, and drive, baby, drive, and get paid for it, too. Now, why Young Express? They have a 24-7 dispatch team. They're extremely dedicated. Take it very personal to keep drivers moving. Young Express, you can drive local, regionally, or nationwide. Now, you make more money the farther you drive, so nationwide is a big, big money. But you can make real good money driving locally, too. With minimal investment in your own vehicle, Young Express will provide you all the training necessary for you to become a successful transporter of expedited freight. 99% no-touch freight, which means you don't got to be some big hulking dude. The freight is loaded and offloaded for you, so all you have to do is drive. They're looking for full-time independent contractors. Join the Young Express team today. You can find them at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express success drives them all right uh so uh matt lafleur uh, head coach of the green bay packers apparently uh does not want the fan base uh at lambeau field uh to be doing the let's go packers chance or to be doing the wave or anything of the sort while the packers are on offense does not want it Nobody listened at the last preseason game, so I don't know how well how effective this is actually going to be, but apparently he does not want that to occur. Now, I will simply say that may be one of the dumbest things I've ever heard of in my life. I, borderline moronic. I, I've never, ever heard a coach say that, ever. Ever! The wave. That's a distraction to Rodgers? He can't focus? Or the offense 11? Hey, hey, David, look at that, man. They're going to go all the way around. Oh, damn, they sent the ball. Oh, sorry. Stop. Now, the the let's go Packer chance or whatever else, okay, fine. In the regular season, they're not going to do that. I think, and maybe I'm wrong, I think Packer fans are pretty smart. They know when the Packers have the ball to shut up for the most part. I mean, am, am I wrong on this? I mean, those of you that have been to Lambeau Field, 
Are they being loud and yelling and screaming when the Packers have the ball? Is that an issue, Sam Schmitz? Am I wrong? I think it's just the fact that LaFleur wants the offense to be able to communicate, you know, pre-snap, pre-audible, stuff like that. Just doesn't want to have to deal with the crowd adding on to more noise when the offense is trying to coordinate. See, again, all you got to really do is just say, hey, hey yo, we got the, when we got the ball, we just got to make sure we're kind of quiet in there so we can, we can communicate or whatever the case may be. Again, I go back to regular season. I don't remember ever in doing this show since 2005 ever having a talking point of, are Packer fans too loud when they have the ball? Like, I've never. And maybe Gary remembers us doing that topic at some point since 2005. I don't remember us ever having a topic. I do remember us having a topic of, are Packer fans even loud enough when the defense has the ball? Like, are we even loud enough? Should we be louder as a fan base inside of Lambeau? We've had those conversations. That we've had. I don't ever remember having a conversation about, boy, maybe we're too loud on offense. Half the time we complain about not being too loud on defense. Nonetheless, worrying about our team being able to communicate. So again, I, again, you 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 can pick your fights and pick what you want to complain about. That is not one thing that I think was worthy of even mentioning. You could just say in passing, hey man, guys are really loud, getting after it, which is great. Just when we have the ball, can we just calm down a little bit? Fine. On top of it, it's preseason. So, like, you don't even have your starters out there anyhow at this point for it to even matter. Are we doing this because Jordan Love was having problems? Is that why we're doing this? Jordan couldn't hear the wide receivers. Wide receivers couldn't hear Jordan. Or Bankert can't be heard by the wide receivers. And the wide receivers are complaining. Like, something triggered this. Somebody triggered this. Somebody complained about something. That led to him saying what he said to try and help them out. Which is comical to me because, again, it's the damn preseason and we're acting like it's going to cost them the Super Bowl if if they're too loud. It's, the whole thing is nonsense. Pete in Appleton, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Pete? Hey, Sparky, how you doing? Good. You know, you know what? I'm sorry, McCarthy said the same thing when he was here. And it's not about, it's not about the wave. It's not about, it's about the noise when they're on offense. Why do you think we're supposed to make noise when we're on defense so the offense can't hear the play? Very good. If you're doing, yes. if you're doing it at home, it's kind of stupid. And you know what? You say that the fans won't do it when you know it's the regular season. They have been. I'm a season ticket holder, and they have been. And I bet people next to me try to start the wave when we're on offense or as a go pack go chant when we're on offense, and I have to tell them. I promise you, Pete, Pete, I promise you. If Lambeau Field does the wave while the other team is on offense, I guarantee you the other team's going to be like, oh, we're screwed now. We can't hear each other. They're doing the wave. Promise you. I've never heard an opposing quarterback go, man, I hope they don't do the wave when we're on offense. I'll never be able to hear. That's not what I said. I said it's about the sound, and there is cheering when they do the wave. Sure, but not enough to do that. I mean, we're acting like we're the Seattle Seahawks fan base. We're not. We're nowhere close to being as loud as them. We're acting like we're Arrowhead in Kansas City. We're not that loud either. We're nowhere no. close to either one of those. You know what, Sparky? You're absolutely right about that. But you know what? We used to be. We used years to be and years stadium. ago, yeah, when Leroy played, maybe. Those, that stadium was 10 times louder than it is now when I go to these games. Well, and I don't and know. For- so there's a couple of things to that, right? So 
Is it because of all the expansion and stuff they've done and now the, the sound dynamics have changed inside the stadium? Uh, or is it this? there's a, a different brand of people that are in there? Because eventually, again, people pass away or whatever. Tickets get moved on to different groups of people. Different companies have tickets and so forth. So maybe the fan base has changed inside of there. It, it, it has changed. They, they don't know when to do stuff. And I'm sorry. You know what? I've been going for 30 years, and they they don't seem to know when to do things anymore. And I, I don't know what it is. And I, you know what? I know what it is. It's that most of the fans are so drunk they're not paying attention to what's going okay, on. Okay, Pete, what about this? What if they took a guy like Joe Brown who does the Bucks, and if they had an MC like that to kind of like – be the maestro of the fan base inside of Lambeau Field during the game, like an in-game host almost. Well, they almost try to do something like that when they put the players up on the stand. Nah, not the same. Lambeau get loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had the big dog meter for Glenn Robinson back in the day, the Bradley Center. Yeah, I mean, we've seen that before. Well, and I get that, but, I mean, they need to do something to, you know, and you try to help some of the people out, like, you know, don't start making noise. Don't start screaming and chanting when we're on offense and it's third down. Wait till they're on defense to do that. It doesn't. It just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And you can disagree with me all you want, but I'm there every single game, and I've seen it change over the past twenty. You know, twenty. Oh, I'm not disagreeing with you. The fans have changed. The fans have definitely changed. It was much louder back in the day. I I I don't disagree with you on that at all, Pete. Thanks for the call. Oh, we don't disagree there. I'm just questioning how loud the wave is. And how it's going to screw things up. I've never in my life ever heard a baseball player, a basketball player, it never really doesn't happen in the NBA, but I've never heard a baseball player, I've never heard an NFL player ever go, man, when they do that wave, it's deafening. I can't hear myself. Never. Never, not once. Is it visually distracting, maybe? Okay. Maybe it's visually distracting. I guess maybe I can kind of understand that. But to tell me it's too loud. Now, Fans cheering at the right time inside Lambeau? If that's a problem, okay, fine. But but again, the fan bases have changed uh, along the course of time, obviously. And that can be, in my mind, remedied with an in-game host that is like a Joe Brown that can control that type of thing and be on the mic dealing with that type of stuff. Go ahead, Sam. So I was watching, uh, and I know this is baseball to football, but maybe it can kind of shed a little bit of light. I was listening to an Angels game last week, and the broadcasters were talking about the wave because they were doing it while the Angels were on defense. And the former pitcher who was calling the game said that when he was pitching, he would try to synchronize the wave with when it got right behind home plate to throw the batter off. Uh, So when people were standing up, it would be behind the batter. Right. So So they would be in his peripheral then as it was coming around, as the ball was coming towards him. Right, but he would try to use it just to – that little bit of noise that does come when they do stand up. Because of the noise you're saying. Right. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Like, I could see it being a visual distraction. The ball is coming and this wave is going on behind it as people are standing up or whatever. I could kind of see that. Or it's in your peripheral vision as the ball is coming, this thing's coming towards you. On your peripheral. Like like I said, visual distraction? Okay. I mean, I've been a part of the way. Hey! And you sit down. I mean. <laughs> no, he was using it for audible distraction. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I know. I just. I, I guess the only way I'm going to learn is if I'm actually on the field to hear how loud it is in the one section of the stadium that it is when they're actually doing it. But either way. 
it's preseason, so we'll see if uh, this stops in the uh, play in the regular season or not uh, for the Green Bay Packers. All right, coming up next, the Rami Show with me. Yeah, I'm here with you. It's six o'clock all the way to six o'clock tonight. Rami is off, and uh, I'll tell you what's coming up on the Rami Show next. Don't go anywhere. Lots of guests. Stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.